You're listening to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast from Clear Creek Community Church, located in the Bay Area of Houston. Welcome to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast. This is Lance. And earlier this summer, I sat down with Ryan Leitonen before he left on sabbatical to get to know him a little better, talk about his plans for his trip, uh, learn a little bit more about his family, and hear his hopes for the future. All right, Ryan, it's your turn in the hot seat. You've been interviewing other others of us uh, yeah. as we get to know. How many have you done now? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you, Bruce, Yancey, Aaron, you. Okay, well, it's your turn to answer uncomfortable questions. I don't think they're uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, you know, none of us like like necessarily doing this, although yeah. it is fun. So uh, you've been here at Clear Creek for how long? 11 years. 11 years. Yep. And uh, what, what do you love most about being a pastor at Clear Creek Community Church? Uh, so there's a really good parking spot by the office that's real extra wide. It it's is. real nice. Yeah. I like that part. Um, you have no. to get here early to get that yeah, one. Yeah, it's though. true. You do. Um, favorite part, I'd say, um, I mean, I, I, I enjoy just the interaction with, with people, whether it's on Sunday morning, walking around in the lobby, or even just like going out to the ball field and seeing people around or going to the grocery store and seeing people like, there's like that, that part of me that enjoys you know, walking into a place and seeing people that I recognize and being able to have conversations and just connect with people. So I just, I enjoy that. It almost feels like League City is like cheers, you know, it's like, oh, you know, yes. <laughs> and not like in a self-centered, like everyone knows my name, but right. it's so I'm like, man, I get to be a part of this community and it's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. It is awkward when people know your name and you're like, I've never seen that person before. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. All right. So, uh, what's the hardest part about being a pastor? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, you know we've talked about this before. It's you know you're you're wading into some really challenging circumstances with people, and I think sometimes you just feel ill-equipped as as a person to sit across the table from someone, and you you desire to see them grow, and you feel, man, you're in a hard spot, and I I don't have an answer for you. All I can do is just sort of sit with you and be present and. Um, that can be hard as someone who wants to try to fix it and have the right answer. Um, but just to know that, man, I can just be present with this person. Um, but yeah, it can be hard for all those reasons, you know, yeah. because it's a hard situation, but um, just trusting that God can, can work and is working. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, let's talk about preaching. This is a question that I think you've asked several of us, but what's the funniest thing that's happened to you or happened while you were preaching? Um, while I was preaching, um, I don't know if I really have a really funny story because I, I didn't do student ministry yeah. and I, I probably haven't preached as many sermons, not probably, I haven't preached as many sermons as like Yancey or Bruce over the years. Uh, certainly people falling asleep, um, you know, people will get up and walk out sometimes and I, you know, and in my head, I'm still talking, I'm still saying this, you know, what's, what the sermon is, right? but I'm like, are they going to the bathroom? Do they not like what I said? And I'm like thinking in my head, what what did I just say? Right. <laughs> and like, what, what am I saying right now? Yeah. And it's just all just sort of coming out. And and then, you know, eventually they just return with like a cup of coffee. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, all right, you just, you just needed a little bit of coffee. So I don't know if it's necessarily funny, but in my right. head, it's funny because I'm, I'm going through all that dialogue right. in like an instant while I'm saying other stuff. It is interesting, the thoughts you have while you're, Delivering a sermon. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, so if you could be anything other than a pastor, what would it be? Uh, you know, I've always thought, you know, I guess maybe part of the idea of just loving the community and, and knowing people 
I've always thought it'd be fun to own some sort of like retail shop that does all the things that I like to do. So, I mean, it would be, which is, I guess I have a lot of hobbies over the years. Yeah. So it'd be like, yeah, fly fishing stuff and bike stuff and uh, backpacking stuff. I mean, it just, we just- Barbecue we, stuff. Yeah, barbecue, yeah, we just would sell everything. Yeah. It's like a and, store for men. Yeah, and people would just come in and hang out okay. and, you know, so yeah, that's what I would. That's what I would do. That's what you would do? Yeah. All right. I didn't know if and you were going to- Hopefully it would make money, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to say you want to fall back on your your uh, young man's dream of owning a barbecue place. Yeah. I mean, I guess it would it would probably sell barbecue in the back. I mean, you know, a little bit of everything. Smoking, what was it? Smoking Ryan's. Smoking Ryan's barbecue. Texas barbecue, and, yeah. And you had a t-shirt made. Had a shirt, had yeah. a website, never sold barbecue. Just- yeah. You had a website. I didn't know you had a website. Yeah, I had a website, smokingryans.com. Oh man, is it? Do you still own the domain? Um, no, I think I gave it up. But I'm sure okay. if you went back to like the the archive, Internet yeah. Archive stuff, you can go find it. Oh, all it's right, it's out there. Someone's gonna do that after Someone, listening to this. They should. Yeah. I all right. Well, let's get to know some you. Of my fans. Yeah, some of your fans that you never <laughs> sold barbecue to. <laughs> my, my followers. Uh, <laughs> all right. So for let's, for people that don't know you, let's talk a little bit about your family. Uh, how did you and Lindsay meet? How long have you been married? Uh, we met at UT in Austin. Uh, we were, I guess, 19 or so when we first started dating, got married at 22. And so uh, we've been married now for 16 years. And um, yeah, we've lived in a, a number of different places. I'm from the other side of Houston. She's from the League City area. So that's our connection to be back here. But after we met in Austin, we um, we lived in Austin for a little while after we got married, after we graduated, uh, lived in Africa for a little bit, lived in uh, Massachusetts for me to get, go to seminary. And then we've been here for 11 years now on staff. All right. So let's talk a little bit about Africa. What, what um, prompted you guys to go to Africa and what was your time like when you were there? So when we were in college, we were just dating at the time, but we both went on this uh, mission trip uh, with this team to uh, to East Asia for a whole summer. And that really was something that God, I mean, just moved in my life. I saw things I didn't see before, saw him work in these cool ways in people's lives and got to see that I get to be a part of what God's doing all around the world. And so I uh, had this passion for global missions, um, still was in college. You know, we were dating at the time we got engaged and we said, you know, when we get married, we'd love to be able to do something like this longer than a summer. So um, we got married, we lived in Austin for another year, year and a half or so, just with using our degrees that we got with the plans to go uh, overseas. At the time thought we were gonna go to East Asia, um, but then just just through a number of different circumstances, got redirected and ended up in, uh, in East Africa. In Kenya, uh, we would do some trips into Southern Sudan, uh, leading short-term trips from America there. Uh, then we spent some time in uh, Dar es Salaam, Tanzania to the south of, of Kenya. So in total, we were there for about a year. Yeah. So uh, anybody that has seen you in our office around lunchtime, has inevitably seen you walk around with a bag of spinach. Yeah. And I've heard you talk about like your experience in Africa is the reason you do that. Uh, Why is that? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I guess I ate spinach before that, but I just remember coming back and having this craving for just raw spinach, yeah. unseasoned, uncooked spinach. Just and, a bag of spinach. Yeah, and I think it's just, you know, because while you're there, they're like, oh, you know, you have to make sure like things are washed and, uh, you know, so avoid things like lettuce because it's really hard to wash those things. So, I mean, like mango or bananas are fine because they have a skin on them. Um, so I just, I don't think I ate really anything green for a whole year Uh I don't, I mean, I, it was probably okay, but I just didn't right. because they, you know, they tell you not to. So uh, when I came back, I probably had some sort of like vitamin D deficiency <laughs> or something. And like I needed, Still making up for it. I needed something green. Yeah. And so I just ate like a bag, it was as if I was eating a bag of chips, just eating like a bag yeah. of spinach. 
It's uh, still doing it now. Yeah, I know. He still does it. No, nothing on it. Just, nothing on it. Yeah. It's a sight to see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, just wad it up. Yeah. All right. Talk about your kids. Uh, yeah, so we have three kids. Uh, Noel is 11, Hudson is nine, Britt is uh, seven. Uh, so they are going into next year, second, fourth, and sixth grade. So we'll have a junior higher this, this oh, next yeah. year. A oh. whole new world. Whole new world, yeah. Yeah, so uh, there is a, a story of legend. Yeah. Uh, you delivering a baby in a Waffle House parking lot. Yeah. Which one was that? So that was Britt, the third one. Yeah. So, you know, each kid came a little bit faster and we just, even just in the build up to it, we would just sort of joke like, oh, what if we didn't make it to the hospital in time? Cause we're trying to go down to uh, the medical center to uh, one of the, the hospitals down there to deliver. So, you know, 45 minute drive. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, you know, we're, it's probably not gonna happen, but um, yeah, it, it happened. So we, we didn't make it. We, we pulled off, exited uh, somewhere near Hobby at uh, College Avenue and airport. And uh, the first place that I saw, I mean, in my head, I thought, oh, that place won't be busy at this time of day. It was two o'clock in the afternoon yeah. and it was a Waffle House parking lot because who's eating breakfast then? And so we won't have a big crowd, but we'll be close enough that if we need some help, I could probably holler. Right. And so, uh, yeah, I pulled in there and he came so fast is before the ambulance could get there. Uh, by the time they showed up, I mean, I was already done. I mean, I already, yeah. I already delivered this kid. So they showed up, uh, load her into the, the ambulance and... Uh, we ended up having to go to a different hospital and I couldn't ride with her. So I'm just driving behind her in the van back towards our, our house, really right. towards to a different hospital, the closest one. And um, it's like, I'm calling all these people who we had already told them, hey, we're going to the hospital, come up there, we'll, we'll see you there. And now I'm like, reroute, we already <laughs> reroute. did it. Like, you missed we it. We had the baby, yeah. <laughs> What's fascinating to me about this story is it wasn't just something you guys talked about, it was something you actually prepared for. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I necessarily prepared to deliver him, but I at least was prepared for what like water breaking might do to the vehicle. So yeah. this was like a new van because our third kids, like we've got to get a bigger car. Right. So we got a, a van uh, just shortly before that. And I had lined it with trash bags and towels really in the event that, you know, her water would break on the way there. Uh, but I guess, you know, also being prepared for, you know, the baby to come. And so I remember, you know, in the emergency room and the people were like, man, so you delivered this baby in the car? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, you, you need to go clean that thing out now. <laughs> and I was like, really? I think it's probably gonna be fine. They're like, no, no, it's gonna be terrible. And I went out there and it was totally fine. I just wadded everything up, threw it in a trash bag and it was done. Yeah. Done. Done. Ryan, yeah, the obstetrician. Yeah, you got to be prepared. Got to be prepared. Deliver to baby. All right. So uh, your kids now. You already said uh, the grades they're going into. What do you love about this stage of life that they're in? Uh, you know, they're they're at the age where they're doing stuff that's fun for adults to watch them do. You know, because yeah. like oh, when yeah. the kids are like real young and you're like watching them, you know, just you know, like play soccer at like a, as a four year old. It, it's just like they're all just running around. You're like, yeah. okay. You know, we're playing baseball and it's like T-ball and they're like missing it and it's like on the T and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is still happening. But now they're to the age where they're playing soccer and it's exciting and baseball and it's exciting and gymnastics and, you know, whatever it is, it's like, oh, yeah. actually this is entertaining to watch. Right. You know, it's not just cute. Yeah, it's, oh, it's not just cute. It's so, I mean, like, you know, we just finished playoffs. Uh, it didn't go as well as we wanted to for baseball. Uh, but man, it was exciting. Real exciting. You get real man, fired up. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to go to sleep after that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, so this summer you guys uh, have a big trip planned because you're going on sabbatical. So before we talk about your trip, though, let's let's just 
touch base or, or touch on sabbatical because yeah. that's not a concept everyone uh, understands. So what is sabbatical? Why do we do it? Uh, yeah. So sabbatical, you know, we have a rotation, uh, people on staff have a rotation of, of being able to go on sabbatical, um, among, among the, the pastors, uh, we have a rotation of going every seven years and, uh, essentially get, I mean, a whole summer off. I mean, it's, uh, 10 weeks. Um, and so, uh, with the option of adding two weeks of vacation to it. So, uh, I'll be gone for, for 12 weeks. And the idea is just to, you know, be away to be able to put put aside what you normally do for your job and and reconnect with what does it look like to be just a follower of Jesus and not so much as a pastor. Um, and really, the heart is when you're a pastor, you're always a pastor, right. and you're always um, on call in a sense. You always have um, this sense of. Uh, responsibility and burden and love for the people that you are leading and walking with. And so uh, it's just helpful to have a season of reconnecting with your walk with Jesus outside of your role within the church, and then to re-enter into that with a, you know, a, a new vigor and um, excitement, you know? So uh, we have a really healthy culture to where uh, when we go on sabbatical, I mean, I, I mean, I, as far as I know, I mean, most most people when they're going on sabbatical, they're not going in there limping, right? They're not going in there just thinking, "Gosh, I'm just burned out, yeah. and I I can't take another day of this." Uh, we we go in there thinking, "No, we're feeling pretty healthy and looking for a season of just rest and uh, and renewal." The other thing that you know, I, I guess I haven't really done one yet, but I remember Bruce talking about when you enter back in, everyone. Uh, thinks, oh, you're gonna have, you know, you're coming down off the mountain. Like, like what, what, like what did God tell you right. to tell us? And he's just kind of like, ah, you know, I just spent time with with God. I just, you know, it was just a rest. So I don't, I don't have anything for you. So uh, that's the other thing too. Is I think a lot of times people think sabbaticals where you go and write or you go and you know produce something or you know, and it's no, it's really just to just to be, you know, yeah. reconnect with your identity as, as, a, as a son or as a child of God. So you're going to spend a ton of time uh, connecting with your family and uh, I expect connecting with God through his creation because you guys have quite a trip plan. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we like to be on the go, uh, but also, I mean, you know, summertime in League City is hot and already with kids at the age that they are, you have to try to, you know, think about what can they do in general so they're not just sitting around the house saying, oh, I'm bored. Right. And you're like, we'll go outside and it's 100 degrees outside. So we just kind of said, man, let's take advantage of this and go and, and get out of the heat and let's go see some things that we've always wanted to see and allow our kids to experience that. So um, I've always been a road trip kind of person. I mean, college, I mean, that was like what I did with buddies over spring break is let's go hiking up in Colorado or New Mexico, or fly fishing. So let's just load up with, you know, loaves of bread, peanut butter and jelly and just, you know, make it work. And so uh, we're going to do that. We're going to make it work. We got a little more planning involved in that, but, uh, but that's... I'm hoping my kids will will learn some flexibility. Ah, that'll be good. What What's the one destination of the places you're going you're looking forward to the most? Just you, you're looking forward to it. Um, Yosemite National yeah. Park. Oh yeah, we're going to be camping there. It was uh, really difficult to get a camping spot there. You have to know when they become available, and you have to be online. And so when I did, it was 
I mean, I was like euphoric. Like I was yeah. running around the house, like cheering. My kids did not understand. <laughs> and I'm like, you will understand. Right. And then made them watch like some documentaries on, on Yosemite, Yosemite yeah. and watched, you know, uh, free solo oh, yeah. um, until they liked it. Well, they didn't ever, you know, they didn't really appreciate it, but they will. Oh they yeah. Will. No. I will make them appreciate it. Okay. My kids, after watching that, they like, anytime they're on something now, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm honolding this thing. And you're like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think you guys are going to have a great trip. Okay. Uh, now I'm going to ask you just a bunch of unconnected questions that we're going to rapid fire these things. Okay. So uh, you're really into audiobooks. Uh, I mean, lately in the last like year or two. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. In the last year or two. Yeah. What kind of audiobooks do you like? Uh, mainly it's been like thrillers. I don't even know what the genre is, but it's like, you know, we get this like one guy who's just like, I don't know. He's just like the, the main killer Jack Ryan kind of guy oh, yeah. who's like, you know, some CIA Navy SEAL kind of person. And so, uh, you know, they're just out there, you know, cleaning up shop, whatever, whatever <laughs> they right. do. So I like, I'll, I found some series and I, you know, listen to all of them and then find some other series and listen to them. So I mean, I do it while I'm mowing the lawn or when I'm driving. Yeah, man. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. So, uh, when I get in your truck with you and your phone, like yeah. the Bluetooth automatically picks up, you listen to these things at like twice the speed or something. What's, yeah. what's the story with that? Does it like get you even more? No, you like just fun? get through it faster okay. and your brain just adapts. Okay. You know, it's, you just, it sounds weird whenever you're first like listening to it, but once you start listening to it, you're just like, oh, okay. And then you, you, uh, you, you ratchet it up. Okay. You first, you can do Incrementally. like, yeah, you know, one and a quarter, one and a half speed. I, I listen to it like 1.75. Okay. So, Still yeah. pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, give it a shot. Just try it. I, and, I have tried it. I yeah. don't like it. Yeah. But, you know, you're a guy that everything's got to be fast. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Okay, uh, so fun fact, you've done the Ironman. Uh, yeah. Triathlon. Yeah. How, two how did, times, yeah. Two times, and you've got the tattoo to show for it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, which Ironmans have you done? Ironman? Ironman? Yeah. How, I, is, I, how do you pluralize that? Um, I actually don't know. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, Ironman races. Iron, Iron Man. Uh, yeah, so uh, I did Ironman Texas, which is in the Woodlands. Yep. I did that in 2016. And then I did Ironman Boulder in 2017. And then um, I signed up most recently for one, but then you know, just had some injuries and just was kind of done with it. Yeah. And so got a backpack for yeah. it, but didn't actually race. <laughs> got the backpack, didn't do the race. Yeah. Got it. How did you get into doing triathlons? Uh, well, so you and I, I don't remember why we started doing this, but you were like, Hey, let's start riding our bikes to work. Yeah. And so we just, we live near each other. Yeah. And I don't even remember what bike I rode, but I just got some random bike. You borrowed your brother-in-law's. Yeah. I did that for the MS 150, but I, I got some other bike. Maybe I had one in my garage. And so we just would ride to the office a couple of times and get all sweaty. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. And then one day you were like, Hey, we should do the MS 150. Yeah. So you bought a bike off of Craigslist. I borrowed my brother-in-law's bike and we did the MS 150 and it was awesome. It was. And then we did it the next year with a group of friends. And uh, after that, I was like, yeah, this is fun. I like, I like riding bikes. I like yeah. bike. And then, um, and then I thought, you know, I've never really been a runner. I was an offensive lineman in high school. So maybe I should try running a little bit. So I just, I ran like a, a half a mile and then stopped. And then a couple of days later, I like ran a little bit more and then just kept doing that. And I thought, you know, I, I know how to swim. So maybe I'll do a triathlon. So I just did a local triathlon and, um, Greg poor at that point had done two Ironman. And so just talking to him, he's like, yeah, you can do it. I mean, you just gotta keep working your way up. And so just started doing that and you get around other people who are doing it. And 
uh, there's a little bit of a community and yeah. camaraderie, so it's good. Just did cool. it. Cool. Uh, I don't know about your uh, running and swimming times, but Ryan is fast on a bike. I can say that. I, I may I, I may have been a faster at other times. Other times, okay. I'm not so fast now. Uh, you, you used to be fast on a bike. Okay. I'll say that. Thank you. Okay, uh, so let's talk about your favorite sports teams. Okay. What kind of sports are you into? Um... I'm probably, I mean, I, you know, I like, I, I'm probably just more like generic sports fan in the sense of someone gives me tickets or, you know, you want to take uh, a family to an Astros game, we'll go there. But yeah. like, I'm not super fanatic about any one team. Uh, I went to UT. So, I mean, if I'm going to watch college football, for sure, the Longhorns. Um, really? Even lately? Uh, Haven't they been pretty bad? Yeah, I mean, I don't have cable. So, okay. I mean, when they're not good, it's hard to watch them. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't even right. know, you know, Longhorn Networks and yeah. stuff. So, um, but yeah, I try to if I can. Um, you know, I'll, Texans, I guess, if you come home from, from church on a Sunday, if it's on, you know, maybe watch the Texans. Um, Astros, for sure. You know, haven't gotten into the local rugby scene or anything like that, but. You'll have to, you'll have to jump I'll in have on to that. Do that, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I like watching cycling a lot. Oh yeah, Tour de France, all those things. Paris Roubaix is my my favorite race, Spring Classic. So on the cobbles, a, yeah, on the cobbles. You know, yeah, getting a little obscure there, but yeah, that's what I like to watch. Okay, all right. Uh, how do you like your coffee? Black. black. I like uh, dark roast black coffee. Yeah, and when Ryan makes coffee at the office, it's like way more coffee than necessary. Yeah, and per pot. Yeah, I like it strong, and yeah. I I just get the biggest size that they get. And sometimes, if I'm feeling real wild, I'll get them to throw a couple extra shots of espresso in in, in the coffee. Yeah, they call that a red eye. Okay. Yeah, I haven't heard of that. Oh yeah, a red eye. All right. Uh, what kind of what's your favorite food? Tex-Mex. Yep. Probably maybe barbecue, but Tex-Mex would be where I'd go. Tex-Mex mostly. Okay. Fajitas. If if Lindsay was taking you out for your birthday and you were just going to go anywhere within driving distance, where would you want to go? I hope she's listening. Um, I mean, probably a classic that's nothing too special that, you know, is around here is Papacitos. Yeah. But if I was like, all right, we need to do something real special. I don't know. I'd probably find some like nice steak restaurant in, uh, in Houston. I'd have to, I'd have to ask Lutz. Steak oh, right. Yeah. Ask Aaron. 48 or something. Is there like a restaurant with a number? Are you? Why are you asking me this? Papa, I, Papa, I've been to Papa's once. Papa's, Papa's Brothers. Papa's Steakhouse, Brothers been yeah. there. Taste of Texas is a okay. is a big one. I grew up on that side of town, so that was like where we went for special occasions. So yeah, some nice steak restaurant that Lutz tells me about. That's where I go. There you go. Whatever, whatever Aaron <laughs> says. Okay, um, what's your favorite movie? Um, uh, Top Gun. I'd say Top, Top Gun. Gun. You, you're in for a treat. There's another one coming out. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm sure you've seen. I know. Yeah. All right, Top Gun. Top really. Gun. Well, why? Uh, that was, I mean, I was in elementary school when I first saw it. Uh, and going back and watching it, I'm like, that's, that was, there's a lot of inappropriate <laughs> stuff in there. That's like, I wouldn't let my kids watch now. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, it's, it's Jets, Maverick. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, yeah, man. MiG-28s, all kinds of stuff. Oh, man. yeah, the MiGs. Feel the need, man. The need for speed. The need for speed. Uh, that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's awesome. Top uh, You're also really into stand-up comedy. Yeah. I'm watching it, not yeah. performing it. True. Yeah. You, you enjoy stand-up comedy. Yep. So uh, do you have any do you have any favorites? Or maybe, maybe, do you have one that you'd be like, man, everybody should watch this one? <sighs> yeah. I mean, so a lot of stand-up comedians can be dirty or have language that's, yeah. you know, so I, it's hard to recommend some. Because some, I mean, I don't even get very far into it. I'm like, all right, I don't need this. Yeah. 
Some clean ones that I like, uh, I mean, Nate Bargatze is oh, real yeah. popular these days. He's he's pretty clean. I think his I think his is like rated G on, on Netflix. Like my kids can watch that. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty funny. Um, a guy lately I've been listening to, I guess YouTube thought I should listen to him. His name is uh, Dustin Nickerson. Funny story, he actually was the guy who opened for um, Tim, uh, the guy who, who, who performed here. What? Oh, okay. Um, Tim. Yeah, I forget that guy's name. Hawkins. Hawkins. Tim Hawkins, yes. And uh, I was, we watched these YouTube videos of this yeah. guy. I'm like, he, he just seems familiar to me. Huh. And I went and looked up and sure enough, like, he was the guy who opened. And I remember thinking, this guy is really funny. All right. Um, but yeah, no, he's, he's pretty funny. He's a former youth pastor nice. from Portland. From Portland, okay. And uh, so he's got some pretty clean stuff in there, but he's pretty funny. He does, he does great crowd work. Okay. Yeah, he does just a good job just on the fly. Like, hey, wh where are you guys from? And he just, All right. he'll just go with it. It's great. All right. Uh, if you could travel anywhere in the world that you've never been to, where would you go? Uh, one, I mean, I, I'd probably say Italy just mm. because I'd be really interested in going to see a lot of like the, you know, Roman ruins yep. and, you know, things in history would be really interesting to me. I mean, I'd be interested in going to, uh, um, you know, Jerusalem and Israel. Like that would be really cool as well. Um, but if I just had one location to go to, probably Italy, just because I'd ha you'd have the option of doing all the, like the, the history, ancient Rome things, but then also, um, you know, good Italian food, you yeah. know, some meatballs oh. and, you know, and some checking out some of the routes of the, the Giro d'Italia. Oh yeah. The, the bike race. Yeah. The bike race. So, uh, don't try the tuna lasagna. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't going to. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why, you know, Donnie and I were in Italy once and something prompted her to order like tuna lasagna. It was the worst dish I think I've ever tasted. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. I traded with her trying to be nice. And then I regretted that. Yeah. Was okay. it like canned tuna or is it like, no, like it was raw like, tuna, like seared tuna? It was tuna. like seared tuna. Oh, okay. Like, you know, it was a nice place. You think yeah. you're, you know, this is, oh, I like tuna. Yeah. Wrong. I've only been to Europe two times just on layovers yeah. to mission trips. So I don't know if that's like a Jesus juke or whatever, but I've never been to Europe and I'd like to go yeah. uh, as like a vacation. You should go. Yeah. Okay. Um, what books have shaped your relationship with God the most? Um, I mean, you know, besides the Bible, obviously the Bible's shaped my life a lot. Um, I would say, um, Don't Waste Your Life by John Piper was instrumental. And especially during the time of, uh, thinking about missions. I mean, that's yeah. what was a book that I read in preparation for, um, going to East Asia and, and college. Uh, and some of the other books by John Piper were instrumental during that time. He wrote a, a missions book called Let the Nations Be Glad. Uh, that was really, really big for me. Um, Knowing God by J.I. Packer uh, was a big one. Um, I mean, anything from John Stott. I mean, one that was really instrumental in me coming to faith in Jesus was Mere Christianity by uh, C.S. Lewis. Um, answered a lot of questions for me. Uh, and so it's been good. Yeah, it's a good book. Okay. Last question. Uh, it's one that I know you've been asking other guys. Uh, what's your hope for Clear Creek Community Church for the future? Um. My hope is that we we would understand first what it means to really be a part of a church community. So we'd understand what, what God says the church is supposed to look like. And that as part of that, we would understand our calling to be on mission. And so uh, wherever people find themselves, that we would be people who carry the gospel in our everyday conversations, um, in our lives, the way we live our lives, but also the way that we interact and we speak to people. Um, you know, even as someone who's on 
staff at a church, the challenge is trying to have uh, relationships with people around you who aren't in the church, right? Yeah. Like unchurched people, people who are on your top five, because you don't have that natural connection of having a workplace that's like that. Um, so, you know, neighbors, ball field, things like that, like having that burden uh, for myself, uh, but then the same for everybody else that we're people who are sharing the gospel and we're getting the opportunity to baptize people that we know and love, that we've helped them to, to see the, the hope that we've found in, in Christ. So that we'd be people who are on mission to the end. Yeah, that's good. All right, well, thanks for taking some time and uh, letting everybody get to know a little bit more about you. Yeah, getting in hot seat. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope this conversation was helpful. If you want to watch the video of this podcast or share it with a friend, you can find it at clearcreekresources.org, where you can also find articles, music, and a lot more. Again, I'm Rachel. Thanks so much for joining us today.